It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. Today, we start out with Clark Stinks, a part of our show that I actually love because I get your feedback on where I'm missing the boat or I'm missing part of the picture. It's so helpful to me when you take the time to write your comments on clark.com slash clarkstinks. And later, I'm going to talk about something I don't love, the credit bureaus and a trick of the trade that the credit bureaus play dirty on that you got to know. But without further ado, it's time for Clark Stinks. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. No peeking. No peeking. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll turn my back. No, it's okay. All right. Hello, Clark. Your glowing recommendations on a certain online optical store have never addressed the fact that some of us do not have perfectly aligned faces. Those online glasses may need adjustments in order to fit. What retailer wants to spend time aligning glasses from your optical store for free? Good luck. I bought two pairs from your store and both were misaligned. Their 50% buyback plus shipping is a waste of money. In-store optical stores only for me. There's more to life than saving a buck. And that's signed Ohio Professor. Ohio Professor, thank you. I'm sorry that I wasted half of your money that you paid at Zenny Optical. And obviously, online ordering of prescription eyeglasses is not for everybody, but it is a steadily growing part of the marketplace. I think about how Warby Parker has become a hybrid because of the issue the professor brought up, where they offer both in major cities, they have physical stores, and otherwise they have online ordering of glasses because they found there are people who need the more high-touch experience of going to a store. Uh, somebody like Zenny and the other online onlys, I don't see them making that transition. So obviously, the online onlys aren't for everybody. Clark, Clark, robotic hamburger machines are new. Have you never heard of the Automat? That was popular in the 1950s, but the world's first restaurant of this kind opened in Berlin, Germany in 1895. What is old becomes new, Corinne. Okay, Corinne. Okay, thank you. Did you, growing up as a kid, or you too young, ever go to the Automats in New York City? No. You're too young. I used to love Corinne going to the Automats in New York. So what they were, were they were these shiny, stainless steel kind of things and you'd go over and you'd pick out what item you'd want you'd look in it and you'd open the door and there it was oh i did i I guess that's what i did go to that i remember doing that thing yes so as a little kid where um you know i uh, it took me a while to learn to read we've not talked about that lately anyway for me being able when i couldn't read a restaurant menu to be able to go and and see the food and go and open the door and grab it i mean it was great but, Corinne, this is a different kind of thing because this is a robot actually preparing the food. I mean, at the automats, you got your food that way from the little stainless steel glass doors. But this is where the food was all cooked by humans. Mm-hmm. This is where a robot, unstaffed, is making your made-to-order pizza, making your made-to-order hamburger, making your made-to-order 
milkshake or Sunday or something like that. So this is tremendous labor saving coming. And so it's uh, a little different than what I just adored as a kid, the automats. This is from Anonymous. I listened to a recent podcast and you were kind of bad mouthing annuities. I retired last You're year cussing here on the show from an insurance company and opted to take my pension in a 15 year certain annuity. It is through my former employer and I absolutely love it. I love getting my monthly check and along with my social security monthly payment, I don't have to touch my 401k Roth or personal savings. My point is annuities are not all bad. I think it all depends on your situation and the company who you get your annuity from. So anonymous, thank you because you pointed out one of the annuities that I've always said are an exception to the annuity rule, an immediate payout annuity or life annuity. In your case, you did 15 year. The idea is that you created your own made to order pension, which is now also allowed, but not offered by most 401k plans. What has happened is something both good and bad. Many employers have had the sophistication to offer this version of annuity that is one with very low fees and gives a good stream of income. Unfortunately, there are employers who are getting hoodwinked by high-cost insurers who don't know they're selling their employees down the river with really bad, ugly annuity options as part of their 401k. What we need is we need the big players in the 401k business to offer these basically self-made pensions as part of their 401k administration. We need Fidelity and Vanguard, the two largest players in 401ks, to offer very, very ultra-low cost annuitization of your retirement money so you know you will not outlive your money, which is a big problem for so many retirees. I heard Clark mention how he loves to travel. He says he travels nearly every week. Why so often? Where does he go? It cannot always be related to work based on the size of his company. Since Clark loves to save money, it looks like he would minimize his travel to reduce costs and only travel when it is absolutely necessary, including work-related, vacation, etc. How much money does he spend annually on travel? And why work so hard to keep a razor for a year, but then spend (laughs) thousands on travel and other expenses? So, we're going to just blow all my credibility no, right now, aren't we? No, not at all. We? You started out with travel businesses. Yeah, You've I did. I started out in the travel business. I know how to travel ultra, ultra efficiently, ultra inexpensively. And I live in more than one city. So, a lot of the travel that I do is commuting. And there are personal reasons why we live in more than one city. And so... Uh, There's that. There's a lot I do for my charitable work, for fundraising, for the causes I believe in, for participating with charities that are important to me. And then there's the travel we do just for fun. And so I was looking at my calendar and I have traveled at least one place 11 of the last 12 weeks. So that's a lot of travel, isn't it? Yeah. Um, But it's all on the cheapest fares I can possibly find. And I will do all kinds of contortions with my schedule and what airline I fly and all that. This is true. In order to save money, as you have been the brunt of sometimes with some of the stuff that I've done when we've been traveling for work, 
where we've traveled very inconveniently, but because it's cheaper. It was it was awesome when Priceline and Hotwire came along. I'll tell it, you that. It did make a difference in the quality of hotels we got to stay at. Because you used to go on book tours, and that was big time. That, that was... A lot of travel. That, I remember uh, one of our book tours was seven months long. Yeah. But you I love travel, beat. and you have the money to travel, so you can travel. Well, but the Razor. Okay. So, I was using a Razor, one Razor, 12 months straight. And then... I was convinced by a listener to try an electric razor, and now I shave almost exclusively with an electric razor. I can't, I mean, those used to have such a bad reputation. I love shaving with an electric razor. It's so much quicker and easier. I don't know that it's cheaper, but it's been absolutely great. Okay, lots of people wrote in about Mark Cuban, about this specific thing. I enjoyed the interview, but Mark was incorrect. You do not need a membership to use Costco's pharmacy. You can also utilize the pharmacy at Sam's Club. And that was from Ruth in Wisconsin. Ruth, thank you. And as you as you pointed out, Krista, many people pointed that out. I, I didn't want to interrupt the flow of the interview with Mark and start getting into the virtues of buying prescriptions at Sam's and Costco, but I will right now. Because the way Costco in particular prices its prescriptions is unique in the business with their maximum markup model. And that's why a prescription can be $7 at Costco and $250 at CVS or Walgreens just because of how they're priced. Um, I recently, this goes back to the last thing, I left my, I've got one of those old people prescription things where I put it on. I left it at home when I was going away on a four-day trip. So I was thinking of getting getting the prescriptions filled while I was out of town. And there was no Costco or Sam's anywhere near where I was. And I looked online at what it was going to cost. And I decided that I would go four days without my meds. Okay. That's Rather than, not advice you should give. That is, I'm you're sorry. not advising I'm sorry. that anyone I could do not that. spend the money because I had a med I just filled renewed at Costco that was ten dollars and eleven cents, and it was over two hundred dollars for a thirty day supply. I'd filled a ninety day for ten dollars okay. and eleven cents. It was over two hundred dollars at both CVS and Walgreens to do a thirty day of each of the med. I was like, let's just say there I, are, I went without there it. are medications that could it could harm you for not taking them. So you're not advising anyone to I'm save not a advising that you to do that. I'm just saying that I made a choice and uh, the Sam's Club angle that I did not get to with Ruth because uh-huh. I just upset you so much about uh-huh. not filling the drugs is Sam's Club. If you are a plus member, there are a bunch of prescriptions that come with plus membership for free they fill them for you for nothing clark, that's a good price right nothing that is a great price okay clark you stink like the atlanta falcons after three hours of football ouch all your talk about streaming services and your fancy tool to find your channels for the lowest cost and yet i never hear you mention the cheapest option nor did it pop up in your streaming tool Get a good antenna, and for the low monthly cost of free, you can get tons of channels over the air, including the NFL. David. David, duly noted, we will make sure that that is added as information that is at our streaming guide. 
that for your local channels, and you got a lot more local channels than you knew were available where you live, if you live in an area where a simple antenna will get you a digital feed of channels, then your bill is absolutely nothing, including sports. You get a much better picture using that antenna than you do with cable, satellite, or streaming because the signal is not compressed. It comes at you just full bore, and you've got a great 4K TV. Wow. If they're broadcasting one of those games in 4K, you're going to be blown away. But at the very least, the HD with that free antenna, free programming will be extraordinary. And David, my Falcons are going to have a very tough season for a while, maybe seasons, because they salary capped out and they can't afford to sign a lot of players right now. And so it's going to be a long, long 17-game season. I heard you answer someone asking about refurbished MacBook Pros. The Apple Store offers refurbished M1 MacBook Pros at a decent discount. I always and only buy from their refurb store, and it's just like buying new, except that the selection is somewhat less. All items come with a full one-year warranty and are eligible for Apple Care if you desire. I think you need to buy that within three months or so. Pro tip, buy with your Costco credit card and add two years to the manufacturer's base warranty or one year to the end of the manufacturer's extended warranty. And that's from Rich. Rich, thank you. And the MacBook with the M1 chip, both the Pros and the Airs, have repeatedly been on promotional pricing And so always compare the price of a refurb bought from Apple or from a third party. But if you buy from Apple, as you said, you get the full one-year warranty. Always compare the pricing available on sale at various retailers except Apple on the MacBooks versus getting a refurb. But yeah, you're right. If a refurb is sold by the manufacturer itself, and comes with a real buyer's assurance warranty like the one year, then that is a very viable alternative. Clark, you stink worse than the Brussels sprouts that have been sitting in the back of my fridge for two weeks. I recently spoke with a mortgage specialist at a credit union with the intention of refinancing our mortgage to get rid of our private mortgage insurance since we now have more than 20% equity. He suggested simply calling my current lender and asking them to remove it rather than refinancing. I made the call and it worked. I even received a prorated refund for last month's PMI bill. And on top of this, my current lender is a big bad bank. Have you never mentioned this to your listeners? I know you advocate for putting down 20% and getting rid of PMI in general, but you've never mentioned this simple solution for those that don't put 20% down originally and had not paid down to that benchmark. And that's from Kevin. Kevin, actually, we have mentioned that before, probably not enough. And that is by statute now. And so you have the ability to remove private mortgage insurance once you appraise out or you've built enough equity simply by pay down. But today, the most common way people are doing so is appraising out before they would have paid down sufficient balance because home values have risen so much lately you can hire an appraiser that on your lender's approved appraisal list and as long as your payments have been on time the last 24 months you are able to get rid of PMI simply because of the increase in the value of your home so I really appreciate you Kevin posting that because you pointed out that 
people can't possibly hear every episode and there are things I'll talk about one day and then not talk about for month two, three, or four that are really valuable for others to hear. And that's exactly what you did with your post. And the best part is all the money you're saving going forward. And yes, one of the four giant monster mega banks held your loan and treated you right when you asked about it. Good for you and good for them. Uh, straight ahead, talk about big bad organizations that I have picked on forever, for decades, the credit bureaus. I want to tell you some dirty pool going on with the credit bureaus that you need to be aware of to protect your wallet. Do you know that federal law requires that you be able to get a free copy of your credit report from each major credit bureau once each year? Free copy. But the credit bureaus more or less aren't excited that Congress made this available to you years ago. And five years ago, one of the three credit bureaus got caught really playing dirty with people, got sued, and agreed they weren't going to play dirty pool anymore. That was TransUnion. Now, five years later, TransUnion's getting sued by the feds for the same exact thing, still lying to you, still making it look like you have to pay for what is required by law to be free. And what happened through the sausage factory of the Congress is when they required that a credit report be available to you free each year from each bureau, they also, in their wisdom, allowed at the federally sanctioned clearance site to get your free report or common site called annualcreditreport.com. That's where you go. That's the official site, annualcreditreport.com, is that you also would face ads from Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian trying to sell you stuff, but they were not allowed to interfere at all with you getting your free report. What TransUnion did before and what they're alleged to still be doing is they are still tricking people into thinking, oh, no, you don't qualify for the free report. You need to pay us all this money or subscribe to this stupid plan or that other stupid plan or the third stupid plan. I want you to know this. A lot of people, because of the Equifax horrific data breach of years ago, are now rewarding the incompetence of the credit bureaus by paying these subscription fees to Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. And do not do it. Do not sign up for any of their worthless garbage from Equifax, TransUnion, or Experian. It is absolutely ridiculous that the credit bureaus, after all the scandals, still cynically try to get, and you're in my wallet. They make plenty of money building these dossiers on us that they didn't ask our permission for, and then selling off our personal information over and over and over again to anybody who wants it. I hate it. The reality is the marketplace has solved a lot of what Equifax, TransUnion, Experian try to con us into paying for. And it started with three players. Now there's really only one that has emerged 
as a huge player in the market. They kind of have a monopoly on it, but Credit Karma offers an enormous amount of information to you for free in return for they, like the credit bureaus, capture data about you. But you are in a position with Credit Karma that you're able to see your credit report anytime you want from two of the three bureaus, and you're able to see an approximation of your credit score whenever you want, every day of the year if you want, for free. It's awesome. Don't pay Equifax, TransUnion, or Experian for any of their stuff. Also, with Credit Karma, they offer free credit monitoring. So what you do is you set up with them, then you freeze your credit files with Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian, each you have to do individually. And then what it does is it protects you from one of the ugliest forms of identity theft when people apply for credit as if they're you. How much does a credit freeze cost? Nothing. It's free. How much does it cost when you need to thaw your credit file temporarily because you're applying for credit somewhere? Nothing. And what does it do to your existing credit when you set up a credit freeze? Nothing. What does it do to Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian when you do a credit freeze? It costs them an enormous amount of money from those dossiers they built on you that they sell off over and over again. They lose all the revenue from selling you. So be careful when you get to Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. They will try to convince you to go into something that is really not nearly as effective as credit freeze called credit lock. And they'll try to pretend to you that it's better because what it does is it still allows them to sell your dossier information over and over and over again for all other purposes except for an individual credit application, which you then would have to go in and unlock your lock. And so they did something that makes it sound very similar, but very, very different. You know, there's a lot of people spying on us, building these dossiers out in the marketplace. At least you can stop these three invasions of your privacy by setting up credit freeze and protect yourself from identity thieves as best as possible. And TransUnion, just do right by people. Krista? This first question is from Sharon in Wisconsin. Your cautions on not giving out our social security number to, for instance, medical places is too late for me. Now what do I do? Cross my fingers, pray that my info does not get stolen. One thing I do right, I never give it out over the phone no matter who is asking for it. All right, so Sharon, you know, I'm sorry, and this happens a lot where you're filling out a form somewhere, a new doctor's office, whatever, and right after your name and date of birth, they ask for your social security number. And that plus your address, that information, they got everything they need if an identity thief grabs that information to pretend to be you. The cat's already out of the bag, horse already out of the barn. How did I do with both those analogies? I think those were good. I think I got them right. So what you do in your case is you do the credit freezes I was just talking about. The credit freezes will protect you pretty well from anybody using information stolen from doctor's office, lab, hospital, diagnostic center, outpatient surgery center, from your information being stolen from any of them. You'll be as protected as you can be by putting in place the free credit freeze. And we've got a credit freeze guide at Clark.com slash credit freeze that walks you through how to do it. 
It'll take you about 12 minutes to freeze your credit with all three bureaus when you need to thaw. That takes about four minutes with all three credit bureaus total. This is from Gar in Indiana. I recently went to a drugstore to pick up a prescription. The clerk wanted me to hand over my driver's license so that they could photocopy it in order for me to buy beer. I refused and informed them that they were allowed to look at it to check the date of birth, but I wouldn't allow them to scan it due to the amount of identity fraud around. I was told this was company policy. I then paid for the prescription but told them they could keep the beer and the other items I had intended to purchase. Clark, your views on this would be appreciated. Cigar, what's happened is in certain states, the enforcement of age restrictions on the purchase of beer, wine, and alcohol are being enforced the letter. And in some states, they send in decoy shoppers. And like, I can ask my 16-year-old son, well, he actually told me. He said, Dad, that's one of the places that we can go buy beer you know, and they don't check ID. I mean, the the kids know. And so the driver's licenses now have this special, uh, most of them have like a special, Is do you call this a barcode, Krista? That, I don't know. This thing right there? I, get, I think Whatever you barcode. call that. So they have this thing on them that is machine readable. And a lot of places that sell beer, wine, and or alcohol have these readers that can validate the information on the ID is valid and correct. And that way they don't get in trouble with the enforcement people and lose temporarily their license to sell beer and wine or alcohol. This is a problem generally in the marketplace that underage kids are going to try to game the system and buy. And so it's kind of ridiculous when I don't know your age, but I'm, I'm going to be 67 soon. You look like a baby, though. Oh, yeah, right. And I go in somewhere, and I'm buying, you know, I'll see wine on sale. I don't drink wine, but I buy wine when it's on sale for my wife. And they'll ask for my ID, and they run it just like you're talking about. And I say, do I really look like I'm under 21? And sometimes they respond and say, uh, well, it's just our rules or I'll get the roll of the eyes. Well, they'll get those undercover police sometimes that are underage, but they look like they're They look like they're, yeah, they look like they're kids. I don't exactly look like I'm. No, I mean, they have undercover cops that look really old. And so the stores have been fooled by that when they don't ask and they get in trouble. Oh, 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 oh. So they have to ask. This is a case where common sense should rule. I guess, but. I don't mind being asked at all. Oh, because it makes you feel like people still think you're a teenager? Yeah, although they barely even look at it because they're like, come on, lady. So, Gar, I guess the answer is that I wish that common sense ruled here, but this is a case where it's not necessarily the retailer's fault. It is the fault of the authorities and the state that enforce this without common sense and judgment. And this is from Wannabe Full-Time Traveler. I booked a Southwest flight in California, and my return flight is on a MAX 8. Would you feel safe flying on this plane, or would you avoid it and rebook your flight? So, Wannabe, asking me if I feel safe on a plane is, uh, I, I actually am happy to fly on a MAX. I'm such a bad person to ask. And 
Poor Cresta will hear me when we're traveling for work and I'll say, look, we got this kind of plane. Can you see the engine is like so-and-so? And so so the other day we were flying on a 737-800 series and our son told my wife, who's a somewhat nervous traveler, not as nervous as you are flying, but told my wife, oh yeah, we're on a max. Mm -hmm. And so Lane got all nervous and I said, honey, it's not a max. Look over there. With the cowling of that plane, that's how you can tell it's a max. But besides, the max is fine now. It's been through so much scrutiny that... It's probably the safest plane in the sky. (laughs) Well, people say that, but I'm not really worried about flying on a max 8 or a max 9 or when the max 10 comes out, max 7 is coming out. I think you're just fine because the elements that cause the crashes have been addressed, have been fixed. Was it a smart idea for Boeing to build the Max series? Absolutely not. It was a cynical decision that cost people's lives. The plane is a design from 1967. And Boeing, instead of doing the hard work of developing a new airframe, did the Max, which was a terrible decision, turned out for them financially, and then the tragic loss of life. But today... I would feel fine going on the max. So, and that's said by somebody who was never good in science. So you're going with my opinion only on that. But I want to thank you for listening today. I want to tell you if anything we talked about, you got questions about, we have one-on-one advice for the circumstance that applies to you. It is free to talk with our team Clark Consumer Action Center. They are here to serve you Monday through Friday. You can call 636-49-CLARK or you can go visit clark.com slash CAC for all the details to get precise one-on-one advice and guidance.